There's again Mick McCarthy and cheers for Jamie at Jamaha, who's given us the permission to now use this clip, which is great. Um, we, are, we are premium FPL at premium underscore FPL on Twitter. And we are now in the sixth week. Um, it's been a long international break, but we are back with a bang and we're looking forward to the weekend, aren't we? Who, are, who am I with? Uh, Mindy, yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm ready for international break to be over, definitely. Yeah, it certainly feels like a, a long break and you don't you find yourself not looking at the app as much, don't you, over the break. You kind of forget that we're playing serious stuff. <laughs> serious stuff. How <laughs> uh how, how um how are you today? Yeah, good. Obviously Wednesday's a good day, boxing with the big bro. Uh how about yourself? Obviously with tier three we might not be able to do that for much longer. Yeah. Um, boxing's still good? Yeah, good. Uh, you managed to get any if power we're doing in tiers in FPL, you'd be, you'd be in tier four at the moment, mate. Any, um, any pa- you managed to get any power in your boxing shots, or were they uh, as weak as your fish slaps? I'm getting stick from that from work colleagues, friends, family members. Yeah, for anyone it's that's not... I've ever slapped someone with a fish. <laughs> for anyone that's not... It's not seen it or doesn't know what we're on about. There's a video of me on the Twitter account getting slapped with the fish by Callum. And while you're there, remember to follow us. Yeah. On at premium score underscore FPL. Uh, yeah, you, you, you might not even enjoy the, even if you don't enjoy the podcast, just go and watch that clip. You might just, um, <laughs> you know, you've had a return on your listening investment just by watching the clip, probably. Um, yeah, definitely worth it. Uh, so yeah, do, do we want to get into it? We talk about, obviously we talk, touched on the internationals last week about COVID and injuries and a few things have to co- come to fruition that we predicted. Yeah, exactly. Um, we were sort of recommending to people to try and, if you've not made a transfer yet, to try and keep it because there's so much stuff going on and we didn't have to because yeah, we talked about, we were, we were both on wildcard, um, which, we'll, which we'll get onto later. Um it's not a spoiler. We like we listened. To, we mentioned <laughs> it last week. Could have some new listeners. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess the big um, w- one of the big things is just yeah, the people getting COVID, um, like Ronaldo getting it. Does the Port- whole Portugal squad like what's going to happen to them? I don't. I, last I heard, they all tested negative. But I mean, the whole Wolves, the whole days, the whole Wolves first team is like in Portugal <laughs> team, so that could be interesting. It's- I seen a picture on Twitter today. It said Wolves team at the weekend. It was like the under 16s team. <laughs> so yeah, um, and then one other thing that will affect a lot of people is um, the schedule that James Rodriguez has got. Because yeah, he's got played three games. I don't know if he's had. I don't know if he's played the ninety in them, but he's looking to get back really late. From I think his game is in Chile. Um, so. I believe Ancelotti has said there's doubts about whether the turnaround from him getting back from Chile, that flight back and the rest he'll have and whatever, jet lag. And then it's the early kickoff Saturday, the Merseyside derby. Um, obviously, they'd want him to play because, you know, he's been like, you know, if not if not their best, second best player so far. So just a bit of doubt there for people who've got him or waiting to put him in on wildcard. Absolutely. And also these other players as well, like De Bruyne's come back with a doubt for the weekend. So there is definitely 
there's worries there for the FPL, whoever's got him in. Did you just say Colombia play Chile? Sorry, I think that game's just happened. 2 2. Oh, no, I think the game is in Chile that he's got, like, hang on. It's just happened. Okay. Well, is that, is that his last game then of the international break? Yeah, he played the whole 90 minutes though, which is a bit of a bit of a concern for those who have him in. Yeah. Still, one, two, four. Yeah, he's um, only got two cover days at best. Yes, um, and then it's a, it's a long flight that as well. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen it before though, like where players, there's been this doubt before, I think, you know, sometimes with Firmino, like with his international breaks in previous seasons and Klopp still just started him. Because, um, yeah, I guess when you're a Premier League player and you're flying back on a, a chartered plane, the, the rest, the sleep you can get is slightly different than when you're in economy packed in like a sardine. Yeah. And we obviously we touched on De Bruyne as well. That's that's going to be a big doubt. I think if he does miss the Arsenal game, it not only obviously hampers him, but it hampers the whole City assets. I think City are a completely different team without him. We talked just before we come on the pod. I think De Bruyne's probably the out of any Premier League team, he probably is the biggest influence, I'd say, on a team. So that what about Harry Maguire for United? <laughs> yeah, absolute shambles. Um, so yeah, on on the on City then, because you know, for for fantasy managers, it's kind of like you have having not having a City player on your team is just feels wrong, like the way the amount of goals mm-hmm. that City score. So with with Sterling's one, do you think his injury is more just he was trying to get out of? Yeah, else? I think I think Sterling will play. I think he obviously had a bit of a knock, but I think it was just precautionary. Um, I think he'll be back for the weekend, but I think De Bruyne is obviously the big one. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know if you if, if I was in that position, um, if like sort of in my position, because I'm on a wild card and I need to pick like. I understand that De Bruyne not being fit for this weekend kind of makes Sterling worse, but then it's only one week. Like he's not, he's not, he's he's not going to be out for long. That's not, it's not like a serious injury, is it? No, no, I think it's just muscle. And while City don't have a striker, we were saying last week that Sterling might be the better option anyway because De Bruyne is having to drop a bit deeper. Yeah. Um. So yeah, something to bear in mind there, Uh, and then. A couple of players that... Yeah, obviously this is the contrary, isn't it? Yeah, some, some players that have done well out of the international break are um, Salah and Son, who haven't had a game, so they're fully rested, ready to ready to attack the game week. Yeah, add big Gareth Bale on that as well. I think we've got a question for later about him. Yeah, n- now he's dropping spoilers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Is there anything else to say on like what's been going on over the break? I guess um... no. And then obviously you got the obviously what will come of Portugal, whether they do get tested in a few days, and that would be obviously quite detrimental. The Scotland as well, Kieran Tierney. I'm not sure if he's still in many teams, but his isolation doesn't end. And then you obviously got Cavani, who missed Newcastle game. So there is a few players out there who are COVID affected going into the weekend. Yeah, what I'd say on that is uh, if you've not made your transfer yet, like. Don't just leave it till Friday. Maybe leave it till Saturday morning. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, this international break, I think there'll be quite a few coming back. And um, 
we saw when, when Mane got announced for COVID, it was like, it was after the press conferences. It was on the Friday. It was like after the media embargo. It was like half 10, something like that. I want it on Friday night. So the news can just pop up randomly. So I'd be leaving it as late as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should we move on? Yeah, so obviously we wanted to talk about, in the past, I know I've been a big advocate of fixtures, bringing a player in. I'd look at the fixtures over the form. I know you slightly more form, but you're quite fixtures-based too. Um, so we just, we just wanted to discuss whether that's changed. Obviously, this this year there's been a few mad results of Aston Villa. West Ham has started quite strongly as well when many predicted them not to do quite well in quite a few tough games. I think there was Brighton as well who've done quite well against Chelsea and United. So it's whether, obviously we're both on wildcard now. Do we start to look towards the players in form rather than good fixtures coming up? Yeah, exactly. I think it's something that people have been talking about is uh, like, you know, if Aston Villa can beat Liverpool 7-2, do we need to reevaluate? You know how much focus we put on fixtures, um, and the the other thing is that teams that you might consider a good fixture to have a player playing against in your team, like for example last season West Ham. Now, if you look at the stats, now their their defense is the lowest expected goals conceded of of any team. So, you know, you you might not want to you you might not be looking your lips when you've got your striker playing against West Ham in the same way last season so I think it's um, I think for me I'm going to be where where possible focusing more on form and just how players are doing Um, and yeah there's there's players like like well yeah stick with West Ham like Antonio who can just score in any fixture like you can on the counter attack Antonio can just can score against City and Liverpool if, if Aston Villa's players managed it um, so yeah, yeah it's I, funny I, we also at start of the season we also talked about all the points being in the midfield but there's quite a few cut price forwards that have emerged obviously you talked about Antonio Neil Mopai as well there's quite a few lower teams now who can score against anyone yeah so I guess the, the message from that really is just, just actually factor in how teams are doing this season, like don't come into this season with the biases from previous seasons, because yeah, Aston Villa, West Ham, doing well, and some of the other defenses, like United's defense was good last season, not anymore. So uh, <laughs> it's um, it's time to, you know, if if you don't have, if you're not really a fixtures person anyway, you don't you probably won't have to change change yeah, your approach that much. Obviously, we talked about City as well. City is attack. That's kind of blunted a bit this year you'd think they'd come back strong but it remains to see what effect not having David Silva around will have on them um, and so yeah last week just to quickly recap and like we talked about the number of goals last week like to to push people to um, we did a bit of analysis on why have there been so many goals like the average number of goals per game has gone over like three and a half goals um, and we were talking about whether it's sustainable or not that um it's a bit of a mixed debate on that some people think it's you know no crowds strikers feel more comfortable like taking a shot in a game is a bit more like playing a training game others are saying it's not it's just going to revert to the mean eventually um so i I think you kind of have to form your own opinion on that um but yeah factor that in as well 
that there's just been so many goals. Yes, yeah, an interesting point. And of the first team who had leaked a load of goals who had a strong defence was Southampton. And the last two, they've shored up a bit. So whether United and Liverpool have the same reaction and go back to basics almost with the defence, because Southampton have recovered quite well from their hammering, haven't they? So it'll be interesting to see whether it does... Can, is this a pattern we can follow for the rest of the season or are we still in its infancy and things are going to change quite dramatically over the next... Because the, the first game weeks have just been completely different one to another. Yeah, well, one thing I've read recently, actually, uh, which we didn't talk about last week with why there's been so many goals, is um, I think I read in The Athletic that... Um, a lot of the strikers that have started the season well, they've just been they've been scoring from less shots than they'd normally need to score a goal, and that's usually not sustainable, is what this article was saying. So that does suggest, it might just be a freak start to the season, or 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 a big part of if a big part of it is the fact that strikers just feel a bit more comfortable not having fifty thousand people swearing at them when they're shooting. Like <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. I think it's it's going to be something that we don't really know what's causing it and whether it'll stop till it, maybe till it happens or if, if it just keeps happening, then yeah, then we'll know. But um, I think there's enough data there to suggest that it's going to carry on for a bit at least. Um, and it's trying to, it'll be working out which players still have potential to keep going on. Like I think it's been pointed out that Kane is actually he's not scored the amount of goals you'd expect from the shots he's been getting and the quality of the shots he's had. So he's someone that is expected to have even more points than he's got. And, he, and he's started the season well with like, but a lot of his points have come from assists. So he, um, he could have more to come from this, this goal rush, which. Um, yeah, absolutely. And he's on penalties as well. Yeah. The, I think the, I talked last week that he's the player I'm most want. So I'm expecting five blanks on the spin. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we were talking about how we've had to reevaluate Aston Villa there when we were discussing form versus fixtures, um, and I guess they've been sort of the the most positive surprise package of the season so far in terms of how they've done the signings they've made, and yeah, and then just that absolute mad result against Liverpool, um, and people are you now on wildcard getting them in or looking to target Aston Villa with their free transfer. Um, do you think Aston Villa are a good team to target or is it a bit of a trap? Will they go back to how they were last season? What are your thoughts? I think Aston Villa were a team towards the end of the season that were playing quite well. Obviously, they had a very good end to the season. And they've kind of, I, I think you talked about it last week, they kind of identified what they needed and they've just gone out and smashed it. So I think they've got the basis there for a very good team. So obviously adding Barkley and Watkins up top. So it will be, and Douglas Louise is a very good player. So for me, I I do think that they'll continue to look good, but I'm a wildcard team. I only have Martinez in at the moment. I think if you're playing your wildcard, he's the keeper, but it's just a question of which. It's whether I wait a week or two and get the one in who everyone's getting because the ownership's still quite low. Other than I think Grealish is starting to get up there, but... I do like Ross Barkley at 5.9 and I do like Ollie Watkins and it's just a case of I just don't know which one because I think it'd be Martinez and one other I don't think I'll have three so I'm just not sure which one yet Yeah I'm um, I'm also a bit 
unsure which one's the best one. I think, yeah, Martinez is probably the best keeper there isn't to get. Because, uh, yeah, I'm... Just because it's value. And, yeah, it's... With the amount of goals going in, you, you don't want to spend probably loads on your keeper at the moment. Uh, I never usually like to do it anyway. Um, and then it's it's how the outfield plays. Yeah, Barkley... I feel with Barkley that he's had these moments with like Everton and Chelsea and then people get him in and then he just sort of drops off. He's never been that consistent before, which puts me off, I think, with him. Um, I guess he's more likely to get a run in the team at Villa. Like He's not going to have one bad game and then you know, have Mount competing for his place. Like I guess having... I mean, Hurahan's a decent player and decent on-set pieces, but you think maybe Barkley's probably taken that position and he'll have to have two or three bad games before he loses his place. But the fact that he's not inconsistent in the past is something that worries me because he's not that young anymore. Um, but yeah, if he gets pens, then that would be that would be different. Um, Grealish has shown consistency in the past, so for the midfielders, I'd probably lean towards Grealish if I had to pick now. All right, I think obviously Grealish have all the signs point to him, but I think the one positive that Barkley has in his favour is he's a lot more selfish than Grealish I think if Grealish scores it's like an amazing goal whereas Barclays is probably just from not passing and taking shots on from everywhere I think that that is the one thing that does go in his favour that he he's probably a more selfish player yeah it's, it's kind of like that makes him a good fantasy player but a bad real life player because like yeah, the, the, he shoots sometimes when it's like you're not scoring from there mate um, and... that's what makes Salah a better Play, FPL player the Mane he, he'd shoot from anywhere whereas Mane is a lot more focused with his shooting so on yeah. the eye people might say Mane is a better player but when it comes to FPL Salah always beats him for me yeah I just I, with some of the shots that Barkley takes like he's not shown that level of finishing to think that he'd have the confidence to take that shot on and yeah he, uh, he just hits the defender or it goes wildly off course. But yeah, it, I mean, if he starts to get a few in a row and his confidence goes through goes through, goes through the roof, maybe maybe that will um, just revitalise him. Because yeah, he's play, probably playing for an England place as well, isn't he? Um, he's, probably, he's probably thinking if he performs this season, he's still got a chance of getting back in the squad. Or has he been yeah, in the squad? Yeah, I mean, looking at England, there's no one, there's no one nailed at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, should we talk about Watkins? Like, I think... I guess it seems like reactionary to have Watkins just because of what he did against Liverpool. But with what we've just talked about, with Aston Villa having a solid base from last season and they've built on it, like a striker now being there who can finish and can be mobile and run the channels, like all the chances that the team create and that Grealish creates, I just think that Watkins at 5.9 is great value because he is as long as he can show a reasonable level of finishing better than uh, Wesley and Samata last season, he's he's, he's going to get goals, isn't he? Uh, he might, it's just a question of, you know, how is he, he's, he's not going to be like Calvin Lewin consistent, but, you know, I think at that price, 5.9, like one goal every three games or something would be a fine return for someone like that. Yeah, and we talked last week, it's a nice price point to switch to Antonio or Marpay, Marpay further down the line. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, f- f- for me, of the three, like, from what we've seen at the moment, 
it's probably Watkins. Um, but yeah, it's there's a lot of competition up front, so it's a, it's a tough it's a tough one. I think yeah, ideally um, you'd wait a couple of weeks, like you were saying, and then you have. Yeah, I'll either go for one or I'll wait. But yeah, it's an interesting debate. Uh, and yeah, who gets penalties? That could just be. That, that might tip it, yeah. That should make the decision for you. Um, yeah, um, I hope it's Watkins just because, yeah, as I said, he's the asset I prefer, I prefer the most so far. Um, so, yeah, as we've already mentioned, we're both both on wildcard um, over the international break. Uh, we mentioned we talked about it last week and the players we had in our first draft. I don't think we actually talked about why we wildcarded or like, the pros and cons, so we should probably discuss that you know there might be people I mean and are in like they might they might not have wanted to and they might have seen all this uncertainty about COVID and players coming back injured and whatever and they might be hovering over the button um like for you what was um what was it that tipped you over the edge last uh, the other week I think for me I'm normally it was a sign of weakness actually I'm normally quite a calm FPL player but the week that I just had and taking Son out and putting two Liverpool defenders in, it just tipped me over the edge, I think. But looking back on it, I don't regret playing it because now I think there's going to be a template team that will emerge, obviously with Kane, Calvert-Lewin. And then the midfield four, obviously we talked about Rodriguez minutes, but I think that midfield now of Rodriguez, Son, Salah and De Bruyne, that's going to emerge as quite a template for for a lot of teams. So it's whether... I think with the wild card, it can either go two ways. Playing it early, you can either get ahead of the game or you can end up further and failed. So it's a risk that, I'm, that I was happy to take. And looking back on it, I'm still quite happy that I took it. Yeah, I think as you, I think similar reasons to you. Like Usually I wouldn't react um, to, a, to a sort of a bad or average game where you can think, oh, I'm going to wild card. But uh, last week... Uh, I think on the Saturday I, I'd had a massive, I'd had a massive bender, so I was like really hungover on the Sunday, and my like, I just uh, watched watched Tottenham smash United, and you know I was just a, if I wasn't already a broken human, I was after that. So I think um, I wasn't in the best state of mind when I, when I uh, pressed the wildcard button, and then I woke up the next day and thought, I've, I've gone early here. Why have I done that? I've lost my head, but. Um, yeah, I've sort of been thinking over the break. I've can't really decide whether it was a good decision to do it or not. Um, like you look at all this stuff with the players getting COVID and whatever, and you think, yeah, at least I've can just pick players that I know are fine. But then there's nothing to stop a, a massive spate of players getting COVID later on in the season when there could be more players in my team that I, I could have made better use of the wild card then. So it's hard to say. Um, and obviously, my start to the season had been. Just so bad in general. Um, that you know, you, you know, people have been going on that um, government website that tells you like what you should retrain for. It was telling me to retrain for cyber, like that that ballet dancer has been going around on the internet. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think having that in my head and just yeah, my um, hungover state last weekend just made me made me do it. Um, and do you uh, regret doing it? A little bit. I think probably I could have just got Son and Kane in for a hit and then carried on. But 
yeah, I mean, I've taken a few hits already, so I kind of wanted to nip that in the bud, and the prices were going going up. Um, I thought there'd actually be more price increases of the international break, but there hasn't been that many. Yeah, it's interesting. I think Son's been transferred in by half a million and only gone up once. Which... Yeah, there's some dodgy stuff going on with that. Like, I'm not really sure what... I think the people who uh, run FPL have been uh, tinkering with that, that system a bit. Um, but I guess if, if for anyone that's not done it yet, and if you've got a health, pretty healthy team, and you can sort of just carry on with a hit, I'd recommend now maybe holding off because, like, you know, you've missed all the price changes, most of them anyway, and there is going to be that the game, the double game week for the games that City and United missed at the start in game week one. Um, so you'll be able, if you if you keep it towards game week 16, which is the last week you can use your wildcard, you'll be able to fill fill your wildcard team with the double game week players and then you know I you think can... with United players you'll get four points <laughs> well I mean with United though it's like they've been playing awfully but I think Bruno Fernandes has still got what like 20-25 points so far like, and that's while United are playing badly so in a they could have a new week... manager by then as well yeah maybe um, so yeah but Fernandes has got 20 points out of three games where United have played awfully so on a double game week, you'd probably still want him, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, you're right. I was um, just playing devil's advocate. Yes, but um, I don't know, like, what, what, for people who are on an iron on the the wild card, like, would you reckon? Would you recommend holding for a bit until they need it more? I think it it probably depends on which players they want to bring in. If they do want to bring in, say, they're lacking a son or a Salah players like that who I own, then I probably would edge to play it. But if it was if it was like the the small areas of the team where it was a four point five defender, like three of them or a striker, their third striker or something, I wouldn't play it. But if it is the premium players at premium underscore FPL, I think I think I would be tempted to play it just to get them in because they're only going to go up as their ownership increases. Yeah, I think I think if you've already got a Tottenham player though, and the rest of your team's fine. Like the reason we're sort of just to recap on Tottenham, it's like their next games are West Ham at home, which, as I was saying at the beginning, is not as easy as it normally would be. Uh, but then they've mm-hmm. got Bur- Burnley away, Brian at home, West Brom away, all teams that have been leaking goals. And yeah, Kane's. I, th- I think Kane's going to get more goals than he's had so far. Like with the amount of shots he's been having. Um, I mean, it could go the other way, but say if Tottenham did beat West Ham 5-0, Kane, Son again, you'd be regretting it massively. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think if you, can get a, if you can get a Tottenham player this week with, um, you know, with a, just a normal transfer or just a hit or whatever, and the rest of your team's fine, and you're not, you've not been set on wildcard, and I'd probably wait now. Um, but yeah, just to give people, you know, just because we're both all in, you know, it's not. Yeah. I I kind of I oh, kind of re- regretted it once I did it. So um, patience is um it's, it's always better to do it when you properly thought about it um, rather than just doing it because you're feeling weak and pathetic and you're hungover. Um, <laughs> but uh, sh- should we um sh- should we go through um the teams we've got on our draft? We've talked about the fact that we're both wildcarding enough. Yep, let's do uh, it. 
this, this has changed quite a bit since last week. Yeah. I don't know if it has for you. Uh, so what did, what did we do last week? Did we do, I think we did it like section by section of the team. So you, you, you did your defence and I did my defence kind of thing. And then we can just, if you've got, if we've both got the same players, it's heaps quicker. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on. So keepers, Martinez and Steer. Yeah, Martinez and Button Button for me. Uh, we've got, we kind of talked about where we've got Martinez. Should, should we move on to Yeah, defenders? give me it. Uh, defence is uh, Robertson, Dallas, Lamptey, Walker-Peters, and this is just a enabler because it's 3.9, Branthwaite. Okay, so, yeah, so I've got Robertson, Branthwaite, and Dallas as well. Um, interesting you've come around to my... Uh, I've been pushing Dallas for like two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah no, I've been reading this. I wanted a Leeds, it was Dallas or... Ailing, who already had in, but there was rumours that Ailing might be going to the back three, which made me go for Dallas. Right, because Cooper um, got injured on international duty. Uh, did you say you had Walker Peters? Yeah, yeah. All right, no, no, I've got him as well. So my only different defender is um, I've kind of got Charlie Taylor at Burnley, four point five. Uh, just because I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's not all many people talk about Burnley. They've they got had a poor start, haven't they? They have, yeah. Um, and people, uh, you'd think that when Tarkovsky and me get back, that their defense will go back to normal. But it's not. It's not really a guarantee, that is it? So I'm not really set on that position. Like that's the defender I'm, that could most likely change. Um, I was talking about King Masuaku last week as well, wasn't I? Uh, <laughs> what happened to him? I mean, yeah. It'd be interesting to see whether Ben Rama affects Matt. He plays left from the left, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Masuaku has been having a free run at the left wing, which kind of is why I was talking about him as an out-of-position defender in the game. Uh, and the crosses he's been putting in for Antonio to get his head on. Um, so, yeah, the fact that he's um, flagged at the moment, injury-wise as well, and the next three are Tottenham City, Liverpool... While Antonio can still get points in those games, I'm not sure. It's going to be hard for West Ham to get... They're going to have to like play really, really well and like keep up exactly how they started before the international break to get a clean sheet or two in those games, you'd think. So, yeah, Masuaku's kind of gone out of my thinking, even though he's a king. Not Obviously not too much of a king. Interesting <laughs> that we've got pretty much the same. Do you think you might edge to Lamptey? Obviously, we talked about his injury... Is injury is he injury not injury prone but his explosiveness kind of yeah I mean it's it's leads. it's tricky like I kind of feel like those players like, like him and Alan Maximin like the fact that they're so intense and they're so dynamic and they draw fouls and whatever they just seem to pick up knocks in games and get taken off and stuff and mm-hmm. like I think there's been two games where we've been not sure whether Alan Maximin's playing. And yeah, you just don't really want that at the moment, do you? So I'm I'm kind of been put off Lamptey, even though I was massive on him before the season started. Uh, like there's been two games where he's been brought off already early. Yeah, I was um, just about to say that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, it's, it's put, it puts me off that. Um, I guess the other thing we should talk about is that we were both saying we weren't going to have any Liverpool defender last week. Um, but now <laughs> we've, both, we've both got Robertson. Um, what's changed your mind? 
I think it was just reacting, um, like having time to reflect on Liverpool. And we talked last week, Robertson still time is to reflect. like... I didn't think you were capable of reflection. <laughs> I thought you just operated on mindless instincts. You know me, Mindy, I'm a reflective man. Um, and then looking at the fixtures after Everton, they've got Sheffield United at home and West Ham. Obviously, that game doesn't look as easy now, but that Sheffield United stinks of a clean sheet. And also, going forward, Robbo still is the top of like, I think he's top of every list. So I think just you don't want to react too much to that one game week. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think with Robertson, the, co- the corners he's on, and like when you look at his average position on a in a game, he's just he is yeah he's a right winger as we said in the past. So I think right uh, huh yeah he's he's essentially playing right wing for Liverpool. Like he's he's hardly ever in his own half, is he? Who are we talking about now? Robertson, right wing. Oh, obviously. Oh, no, sorry, left, left wing. Um, <laughs> you got the wrong defender in, mate. No, I've, yeah, but so yeah, seeing as you brought that up, uh, did you have Trent before and you've gone to Robertson on wildcard? I had Trent and I yeah. brought Robbo in last week, so I went for the double up. So why, w- 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 why Robertson over Trent? I was, I've always been a Trent man, but the stats at the start of the season kind of edge towards Robbo and Trent hasn't been playing that well. He's playing a bit deeper. So it's almost as if like he wants to shore up that game first. Whereas, yeah. And also the added of having Robbo on corners. I don't think he took corners last year. He might've took him towards the end actually, but kind of negates Trent at 0.5 more than him other than free kicks, but you're going to get a free kick every 10 game weeks if that yeah I think that's the other thing that tips it the price difference um, now that it's closer it's yeah maybe if they were the same price I'd have a more of a decision to make yeah it's enough under defenders uh, should we do midfield <laughs> so I've got the boring template midfield of De Bruyne at the moment De Bruyne Salah Son Rodriguez and Dale Stevens is a bit of an enabler. Just I did want Basuma in there, but I'm struggling to find the point one. Oh, is is, is Dale Stevens four point four? Yeah. All uh, right. Okay. Uh, so I've got Salah and Son as well, uh, but then I've got Trossard and Sterling. Um, Interesting. So yeah, we were talking last week about how um, City without a striker kind of means Sterling's playing further forward and. De Bruyne has moved back a bit, uh, and yeah, there's doubts over his fitness for this for this week. Stronger doubts over Sterling's doubt. So I'm leaning towards Sterling at the moment, uh, and then Trossard. It's just yeah. it enables a kind of a, for my front for everything else for all the players that I want. Like six is all that, that's for the fourth midfield. That's all I have to fit in. Robertson, Son, Salah, and then the strikers that I want. I needed. I couldn't. I couldn't afford Hamas Rodriguez. Um, and I also think that uh, that game he scored two goals against Brighton were when Richarlison was off the pitch and he was playing further forward than he normally would. I don't think he's gonna get. I don't. I mean, he's he's a good enough player to um, 
you know get goals. I just I don't I don't think he's going to get he's going to keep scoring that many. I, I, so so yeah, I'm I'm thinking Trossard playing in the the front two. He's he's pl- kind of playing up off Mop, off Mopai for Brighton and Brighton do look for for as bad as they look going back going defense wise, they do look decent going forwards. So I I, I guess that he's the biggest risk in my team, Trossard. Yeah, I think with Rodriguez for me, it's probably just the ownership that's scaring me. He's 39%, but it's interesting. I've just looked at his games and he's two big holes. So five come at home, he's blank yeah. both away. And the next two home games are Liverpool and United and the away games are Southampton and Newcastle. So going off that trend, he would have to hold big against Liverpool and United. So maybe that is a a reason not to get him in. Interesting. And yeah, we were just uh, talking about whether whether it would be feasible for him to start the game against Liverpool with his international calendar. So that's something to think about. Um, yeah, I might I might go to Grealish late in the day, but De Bruyne's injury might also affect whether I go to Sterling or someone else. Uh, yeah. Would, um, like, given there's doubts over, like, slight doubts over Sterling and a bit more of a doubt over um, De Bruyne, would you um, ever consider Mahrez? No. Don't, don't sit on the fence. Try and think about it. <laughs> I just start. Uh, Pep just doesn't trust him. I don't know what's going on. Last year, he didn't play a lot towards the end. And when he does play, he might get a goal or two, but he's one of them who's going to get rotated quite a lot. Yeah, fair. And with, with my team, I kind of want the player that I know they're going to play first. And then... I don't like to take risks in that way, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. I just don't think he's that nailed on when everyone's fit. Okay. Um, strikers? I can tell you my three, and I know what your three are going to be. I've got Kane, Calvert-Lewin, and I've got Brewster at the moment, but I know that you'll have Mopai instead of Brewster. No, but I've, I've, got, um, I've got Watkins. But it could oh, not, yeah, Watkins, not Mopai, sorry. That's what I meant. Sorry, I got cocky. Yeah, um, I meant Watkins. I, I did want, like I say, I do want and that other Aston Villa player, but I just don't just don't know who. The, the thing that's tipping me is that um, I, the, the Brewster thing is tempting, like a 4.5 playing striker. Uh, it's just, let me just bring, bring him up. Um, the thing is for me, like, He's going to be in my 11 for Fulham at home, but then they have quite a tough run. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. Like, but if they spend 25 million on him, he's going to be playing 90 minutes. So he's, I just think he's a nice first sub if someone isn't playing. So, so is he not going to be in your first 11 most weeks then? No, he will be the first week, but. But then after that, he's not all right. Um, yeah, the, I think we've been talking about how many goals have been going in. I just, um, even though he's 4.5, I don't want. A striker from Sheffield who, you know, have the lowest expected goals, one of the lowest expected goal stats in the league. Like they just create so little. I just, um, I don't want one of, one of my strikers to be from them, given that, the, yeah, there just seems to be so much value in the cheap strikers this season, as we've said. Um, yeah, there's pros and cons, aren't they? But just looking at it, for me, out of any 4.5 midfielder or attacker, he's the person I'd want in. So that is the pro. But like you say, there is quite a lot of good strikers. 
Uh, and then yeah, the other thing is that I'm just looking at essentially for me, Watkins is at 5.9, even though he's less expensive than Antonio. It's, it's just, I just need to have a few million in the bank to get to Antonio in game week. Is it game week eight when, uh, yeah, that'll be the big toughie for me. Try, yeah. Trying to get Antonio from Brewster. Um, so yeah, West Ham's fixtures from game week eight onwards are just like for people who haven't looked at them, like they've had a horrible start and they've seemed to have done all right. And then from game week eight, it, it just brightens up a bit. So we saw what Antonio could do against the teams when he's in the mood against Norwich last year when he bagged four. Uh, and yeah, he, he kind yeah, of... The double up is it? The double, double ups on, isn't it? With Antonio and Suchek. <laughs> Your favourite boy. Big double. Is he in your who's your fifth midfielder? Is oh, it um no, it's Basuma. I don't I don't have the um I don't I would have Suchek, but I don't have I'm point too short. Right. Uh and that, yeah, I I wanna leave some money in the bank so that I can I do want Basuma instead of Stevens because he, he's looked really good the first few games. I think he got sent off against someone, but yeah, apart from he's that looked, uh, he's looked a threat. Apart from that that kick that, you know, wouldn't have been out of place in the uh in the UFC, um, he scored yeah, a good goal, though, didn't he? Last he game? did, yeah. And I think like it was a, it wasn't. He didn't mean to get sent off for that. Like it was a bit of a freak accident that. The way no, it obviously, I've talked about Brewster first sub, but Basuma is someone that I wouldn't, that I'd like if he was my first sub every week. I'd take that. Uh, and then yeah, I guess we've, we've talked about Kane a lot, like uh, already, and yeah, Carvert Lewin. I think we've spoken about every single. Oh, everyone's just been on about him. Do we need to say any more on him? No, I think if you're playing your wild card, for me, Kane, Calvert-Lewin, Son and Salah are four nailed on. And maybe add Martinez to that. So there's probably five there that I think everyone should be playing if the wild card in, in my opinion. Yeah, w- one thing I'm just not... I think you kind of have to be prepared for this week with the way West Ham just sit behind the ball that the double up might not... S- like you might, you might not come out smelling the roses this first game against West Ham if they do just manage to park the bus. Because most of their most of Tottenham's goals this season have come against teams playing high lines that they can get behind in United and yeah. Southampton, which David Moyes isn't going to set up like that. Um, but yeah, it's the games afterwards. Uh, and then the other thing for me with having Kane in is that. Uh, He's makes a switch to Aguero. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. I think it's so, game week eight and nine. Agu- he's, yeah. b- he's back. He's he's been pitched back in training over the international break, hasn't he? Yeah, I think that's the good thing about getting the most expensive player in its position. You kind of you have that flexibility there to get on any of the premiums who start to bang. Yeah, th- th- that's the other reason I want Robertson in defence as well. Because um, yeah, if if if. if um, if Allison's injury ends up being more serious than first four and Adrian's still stinking out the goalkeeping position, I can just move to whichever other premium defender like um Chilwell or Semedo or whoever's doing well. Like I you can move to anyone from Robertson apart from Trent. Yeah, exactly. So, Whereas if you if you filled up with four point fives, you kinda of lose that flexibility, don't you? So yeah, I think that's that's the other consideration that you might want to have if you are on wildcard this week trying to make sure in each position you can get to the biggest premium player that might that might start going off otherwise you you're looking at 
minus four, minus eight to get that player in uh, rather than just be able to do it in one transfer. Uh, anything else you want to say about your wildcard team? I guess the uh, biggest thing that would change it is the Bruyne news. Yeah, the Bruyne news and may, getting that second Villa player in, whether it's Grealish or Watkins, will change it. But other than that, I'm quite happy. Um, so, which um, what player is it enabled you to have in midfield, having Brewster? Which is the player that you've been able to like, upgrade that I don't have? Is it Rodriguez? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Um, I think other than... Obviously, I've got Rodriguez as my 11th. You've got Watkins is probably... Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, hopefully, it's hopefully it's you doing the forfeit this week. Uh, not this week, this month. I'm. Um, I, I feel like I came out all right of that first one. Like you got more stick for being recut fish slapping than I got for actually being slapped with the fish. So I can't complain yeah. of that. Um, but yeah, should, should we talk about captains? That's enough on the wild card. Yeah, funny we talked. Every week so far for me, it's been De Bruyne, Salah, which one? I think this is the first game week, what we on five, where I might actually go somewhere else. Might go for Kane, just because Arsenal at home and Everton away. Quite tricky fixtures. I think if I'm going to go deviate from them two, it will be this week. But obviously we mentioned West Ham, isn't that easy of a fixture now? So. Yeah, so it's Kane or Salah for me this week as well. Um, I've I've not had a game where I've captain Salah yet. You know, as much discussed on the very first game week podcast. Uh, so I, I'm I'm thinking I've already if I've got Kane and Son in this game and I'm expecting it West Ham to keep it relatively low scoring. I'm kind of leaning towards captaining Salah with the amount of goals that have been going in so far, and it being a derby. That where you know it could yeah, just, it, it could, could just turn into like a a bit, a bit of a end to end game. I just think um, Liverpool showed against Villa, even when sorry Salah showed against Villa, even when the teams are in a shock, he bagged two. So yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, spreading the risk a little bit, and um, it. it He's been one of the consistent points of the season, Salah. Like, amongst all the players blowing hot and cold, he's kind of been, with Calvert-Lewin, he's been one of the few consistent performers. So, it, the, the, this this could be one of the weeks where I might actually captain him when no, not many other people do as well. So, yeah. it's kind of smart. The thing going against me, captain Salah, is... At the moment, I have four players from that game already. So if it is a nil-nil and I've captain Stella, then I'm already on my way to a bad game week. You, you, you're not one of those managers that will captain someone in the first first game of the weekend, yeah? No, no, I'm not that. But I'm just saying I've got four players at you the know. moment from one fixture. So if, if it is nil-nil or low-scoring game, it'll take a lot for me to have a good game week whereas the, the, Kane kind the, the, of there are, there are people like that like oh I can't catch in someone if they played in the first 
in the early kickoff on a Saturday. No. It'll, it'll ruin my whole weekend. It's like, God, get a, get a grip. You want slapping with a fish? <laughs> um, Especially with someone with strong hands. Yeah, someone has done a few more boxing classes than you. <laughs> uh, I think that's it, isn't it? Apart from questions. Yeah, move on to the questions. Obviously, so it's we've agreed that it's one from three, isn't it? Well, yours is one from two, but you can kind of add a city player to that, possibly. Hang on, what are you, you can never rule out a city player for a captain. Are you huh? about one from three? Either Tottenham, Liverpool, or oh, City. For the, for the captain? Yeah. Yeah, all oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, so we've got, we got three questions this week. I'll, I'll read the first one. So the first one's from Varun. It is, is there any point in having more than three defenders in your starting 11, seeing as no team can keep a clean sheet? So, yeah, I'll start us off on that one. Um, I very rarely ever play a formation which is most weeks not 3-4-3 or 3-5-2. Like, I try and just have as many points in the midfield and attacking positions anyway. I mean, it's more exciting. And yeah, this season especially... I wouldn't want to be playing four defenders because um, yeah, you don't, you, don't, you don't really know who the best team for clean sheets is at the moment. Uh, and there's just so many goals going in. So this season more than ever, I'd say you don't want to be having more than three defenders in your starting 11. What do you think on that? No, interesting. I'm probably the same, but just looking at my team now, I might have to switch to four four two some weeks if Brewster isn't in my team. But yeah, you can look at it two ways really. Obviously, not going to keep many clean sheets, but you'd fancy fullbacks to score, assist, and score more. So I know Castagna started quite well looking at the total points, but yeah, I yeah. Guess, so yeah, it, I it, 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 it yeah. does depend on what defenders you have. Like, but I, I'm, g- I'm not going all people... out to play four. It just might I might have to play four some weeks. But if you're like most people who are moving to cheaper defenders, you don't. I don't think you want to be playing four of them, even if like because Dallas and Walker Peters and whatnot are cheap and they get forward. But I don't want four of those types of players in my starting eleven. No, I think if you've got four of them, no. But Robbo kind of yeah, he kind of changes it a bit in I the think, sense I, that I, I you think haven't got much money elsewhere. M- m- most like. Well, pretty much all weeks, I think it'll be Robertson plus two four point fives in my starting eleven. Um, yeah, and then I don't, I don't think I'll be, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really sure of the sort of mid tier defenders who the best one is yet. Like Chilwell seems a bit injury prone. Samedo could be the one, but just not seen enough of him yet in the Premier League. Um, and less like Castagna at Leicester does look good going forward, but they just, Leicester just got spanked three 0 by West Ham, so. Not, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Not sure there. So, Robertson and 4.5s, just three, and then just three defenders each week for me. Uh, yeah, it just depends on what defenders you have. Yep. Next question. When will Timo Werner start scoring? He scored last night. <laughs> so, this is from um, Joe, our, our um, I was going to say our esteemed work colleague, but don't want to oversell him. Just our our work colleague. Uh, it's, it's a funny one with uh, Timo Werner because uh, they've got. For me, it would be that this game week's kind of last chance saloon if you still got him because Southampton do play a high line, so he might get in behind the defence. 
Yeah, with the runs he makes, like, and if uh, have we mentioned yet that Ziyech and Pulisic are now back in training? And no, we've not yeah. actually. Yeah, so they're back in training. Whether they're fit to start or not, we don't know. And I don't know. Yeah, you can't trust Lampard, as I've found out painfully with Pulisic at the start of the season. Um, Pulisic so... is an interesting one because towards the end of last year, he looked unbelievable. Yeah. I kind of think, though, so with that being said, that Pulisic and ZH are pretty much close to, like, if they're back in training, and I think Pulisic came on as a sub in the game before the international break, so you think he'd be close to starting a game. Like, that does just mean that those runs that Werner makes, there's going to be players that can find him now. Mm-hmm. If you've held, but so if you've, if you've held Werner this long, then, yeah. If if he if he looks good against Southampton and he gets some points, he keep yeah keep him now. But it's just whether it's, it's very hard to have probably have Werner in your team and Kane, isn't it? So yeah, I'd still rather have Kane than Werner if mm-hmm. it was a straight yeah. choice. Um, and then last question: um, bail or no bail from Greg? I'll let yeah. you, I'll let you start us off there. It's um, an interesting one for me because I've already got Son and Kane. I wouldn't be bringing him just yet. But if against West Ham, he looks unbelievable, which he probably will look a bit rusty, so I can't see that happening. But if he does look unbelievable first game, he's one of them players that you want to get in straight away almost because you know his class is there. He's played in the Premier League before. So if he does explode first game, I'll probably rush to get him in. So how would you do that with your team? It probably, well, it'd either be Son or Rodriguez. What's he? But you, are you going to leave like point five in the bank to do that? Son's really would have to take a hit, wouldn't it? I'm just saying. Yeah. He I'm, probably I'm, won't be. If if Bale plays, starts against West Ham, scores two goals, gets an assist, you're telling me you won't be tempted to bring him in? Not after one game. All right. Interesting. I just think Bale's one of them. He's nice value as well from 9.5, is it? I, I kind of look at it that uh, teams will have an extra threat to worry about. That, like, whatever teams try and do to stop Son, like, they're going to have to spread like their defensive energy a little bit. Like, they can't, won't be able to double up on Son as much. I, I think that if Bale comes in and starts well, like it's got just as much chance to increase Son's points and he's cheaper. Right. And he's yeah, he's more proven in the league so far. Like, all we've seen so far of Bale is him looking quite sharp in a two-minute edited clip on Tottenham's social media account. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just saying it, it's different for him coming in than the unknown quantity. I yeah. think if he could start, if he hits the ground running... His ownership will shoot through the roof, in my opinion. Yeah. So, would you... Um... He might not even play weekend in this debate's redundant. Yeah. It, yeah, like you say, he is one of those ones that, because of what he's done in the league in the past, one good game, meaning he will start going up in price. Uh, I think I'd just hold for a week or two. I'd want to see him outperform Sun for two or three weeks before I think it's worth swapping around. Because the thing that we've seen so far this season with Son, 
people who've got rid of him, they've been burnt. Oh yeah, yeah, like, nice one. <laughs> but it's it's that kind of thing with like those premium like world class players at top clubs like Salah and Mane. Like when Mane goes off one week, you don't want to just transfer Salah to Mane because then the next week it'll change around. Like you kind of yeah, with those players, yeah. you kind of have to commit to your one and stick with them. Because otherwise, yeah, you could just. Keep, no, you're right. I found out the hard way. You could keep easily just missing points, but I guess if you're just set in the fact that after one, after one or two good games for Bale, you're not going to want Son anymore, definitely, and you're just going to, you know, go all in on Bale. Then fair play. Um, I'm, I, I, I don't see me doing that, but it's been a U-turn. We'll season. see how this game week goes, and we'll, 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 we'll address it again. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about Bale a lot if he stays fit. Uh, anything else? All right, so I think no, I think that's it. I'm looking forward to the stress of FPL being back in my life. Uh, if you've listened, uh, if you listened this far, and um, you know you've you've enjoyed it somewhat, give give us a five star review on wherever you're listening. Um, I, don't, I don't think we've we've mentioned that we want people to do that yet but most of the decent podcasts ask people to do that so i reckon we should do that as well Help yeah so with... either you're on google or apple and we're hopefully soon to move into spotify which will be a big addition yeah uh i think it just helps with the rankings and getting us in the algorithm stuff so yeah if you've got a minute you, i don't think you even think you have to write any words you just have to Tick five stars and job done. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Got no excuses. All right. Uh, nice one. You, you can't withdraw it if any advice we give turns out to be wank. It stays there forever. Or we change our wildcard team before deadline. <laughs> yeah, they're the, the more expecting that from you, I think. Right, that's it. I'm, right. Um, we'll be back probably same time next week to uh, reflect whose wildcard looks better. I can't wait. All right. All right. Take it easy. See ya. See you all later.